Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When faith shows up in the Bible, it's very often unexpected. Faith shows up in places you wouldn't think it would be. Even if we were to just go through St. Luke's Gospel, where our Gospel for this morning comes from, you would find a Roman centurion asking Jesus to heal the son of his servant. Who would expect faith in a Roman centurion? A sinful woman anointing Jesus' feet with expensive ointment. Who would expect faith in a woman with a checkered past? A Samaritan leper being the only one of ten that returns to fall at the feet of Jesus and worship him. Who would expect faith in a Samaritan? You would expect to see faith in Jesus' disciples. Those that followed him wherever he went. Those who were eyewitnesses of all the miracles. Those who heard all the teachings. Those who sat at his feet to be instructed. You would expect them to be the examples of faith. You would not expect faith to show up in a blind man. We learn from St. Mark's account of this event in Mark 10 that he's a beggar. His name was Bartimaeus. Imagine your world being shrouded in darkness like this beggar had experienced himself. Imagine the complete absence of light. And yet he is the one who shows faith. Not the disciples. He is the one who praises the one who breaks the darkness. Christ, the one with the power to heal. You see, our gospel today is a tale of irony. The disciples are the ones who are blind. And this blind man is the one who actually sees. Though his world is shrouded in darkness, he sees Jesus Christ as Lord and calls upon him as such. He sees Jesus as the one with power to give him sight. He sees Jesus as the one who can open his eyes. The disciples 
They are blind. And that's where our text starts. Taking the twelve, he, Jesus, said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles, and will be mocked and shamefully treated and spit upon. And after flogging him, they will kill him, and on the third day he will rise. Matthew, Mark, and Luke alike all like to repeat these moments where Jesus tells his disciples, I'm going to suffer, I'm going to die, and then I'm going to rise again. And no matter how many times he tells them, they don't get it. It says they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. Jesus even tells them this is why the prophets were sent to proclaim that this would happen. The son of man, the son of David would suffer, die and rise again. The disciples, the ones who follow him, the ones who continue to hear him teach. They're blind. This saying was hidden from them. They did not grasp what was said. We don't know exactly what all the blind beggar knew. What he knew from the prophets. What he knew concerning Jesus' dying and rising from the dead. He does know enough to cry out. Son of David, have mercy on me. Lord, let me recover my sight. The blind man shows us what faith is. Faith sees Jesus as the source of mercy, as the Lord over all things, And, as the disciples missed, the one who overcomes all things by his death and resurrection. Faith takes hold of what Jesus does by dying and rising again. That is faith. As the scriptures remind us, faith is often unexpected. And you might find yourself at a place in life, perhaps even now, where believing in Jesus as Lord, in placing your hope and your trust in Him, that doesn't just sound unexpected, maybe it even seems nonsensical. To call Jesus your Lord, the one who rules and is master of all things, to call him Lord when what your eyes see in front of you is nothing but struggle and hurt and disappointment and pain and suffering. Those are the moments when faith in the eyes of the world would seem unexpected. But that is precisely 
where Jesus calls upon you to see him as the one who rules and reigns by being mocked, shamefully treated, spit upon, flogged, and killed, and on the third day rising. That is how Jesus rules and reigns as your Lord. You see, despite what our eyes tell us, Jesus reigns as Lord and King even now. And that reign as Lord and King is unexpected. That's how it always is with the son of David. Our Old Testament reading took us back to the first David, King David himself. The one unexpected among the sons of Jesse to be anointed to rule over Israel. And yet he was a shepherd boy. He's described as being ruddy and having beautiful eyes and handsome. In other words, he was a pretty boy. He didn't look like a warrior. He didn't look strong and imposing. His appearance was unexpected. The idea that a shepherd, someone who spends their days with the sheep, that that person would then reign and rule over Israel is unexpected. But then again, how does the Lord rule his people? He does it as a shepherd. He does it gathering together his sheep and leading them to green pastures and streams of living water. That is how Jesus reigns and rules. He calls you and gathers you together today to see him in the feeding of his word and his sacrament that he gives you this very day. He brings you, his sheep, as the son of David, as a shepherd, together to feed, to taste and see that the Lord is good. And to remind you that with eyes of faith, you can see that he reigns and rules over you and over all things as Lord. Despite how I've been told by so many people, and it seems to happen every four years or so, or so I always hear, this is the most important election of our lifetime. Don't worry, I'm not getting political this morning at all. Quite the contrary, obviously. And I could just say for me personally... I don't know how you feel. And I am definitely not saying these things are not important, that elections are not important, who rules, who our leaders are is not important. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is my attention has been pulled to that less than ever in my life before. And that's not just out of skepticism and cynicism that the leaders that lead us will ultimately disappoint in one form or another, no matter what party they're from, no matter 
what elites control them, no matter what their positions are. I think we do well as the people of God to remember that Jesus is king. He is Lord. Even now. Even in this moment. Even though our eyes betray us and the images that are constantly put before our eyes are those that cause us to wring our hands and fill us with despair and give us so much grief and pain and sorrow, Jesus is risen from the dead. We are about to embark on the 40 days of Lent beginning this Wednesday, and that season will end with the culmination of what Jesus does after his suffering and his dying. He lives. He reigns. As Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, He lives and is risen from the dead, and all things have been put in subjection under his feet. Paul would remind us that even now, Jesus reigns and rules over all things. It is, indeed, an unexpected rule. Faith, by the Holy Spirit, calls you and me to look on Jesus as Lord. To know, to be certain, that despite whatever fills your vision, whatever troubles your heart, whatever plagues your mind, Christ has died and is risen again. And no matter what chaos, no matter what personal struggle, family trouble, congregational trouble, community trouble, national trouble, whatever the ailment might be, faith calls us to hold fast, grasp onto this, that Jesus died and rose from the dead. And by that, he is Lord. Today, may his unexpected rule over all things, may that become our expectation. Today, And always as the people of God, let us expect and hold fast to Christ crucified and risen. By that, he is Lord. With faith in that truth, we, like this blind man, Follow Jesus and glorify God. Let us always, with eyes of faith, ask that God would filter out from our vision all the false expectations and 
cynicism and doubt and worry that plague us. God grant that our eyes would look firmly upon the one crucified and risen again. God grant us faith to like this blind beggar who sees when you would expect him not to, let us also glorify God. Let us expect that Jesus, our King and our Lord, reigns and rules. And may our praise to him and to his Father flow forth from us forevermore. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.